0: This is K-pop Sunday, brought to you by K-pop Sunday. Before you have to go back to work on Monday, we are your hosts, Onyx, Men and JR. Welcome
1: to episode twenty-seven. Today is our follow-up episode about award shows. There are many, and I mean many, award shows in the K-pop realm where K-pop artists either perform or get awards or both. So today we will only be talking about three award ceremonies. In particular, the Golden Disc Awards, the Mama Awards, which yes, I said wrong, but I don't care. I will call them whatever I want. And the Soul Music Awards. These three are probably the most well-known ones. So if you're new in the K-pop world, you might have come across live stages from any of these shows. So today we're going to give you a tiny mini history of each of them. We're in the midst of November, so award show season is slowly coming upon us i think it might actually have kind of begun but most award shows are around now and the following months so we'll also give you a little like hey look out for these shows they're happening some small notes to just get over with most award shows are held pretty late in the year or early following year so for instance the 2020 soul music awards have happened already but it was all about music from 2019 due to it happening in January of this year So if you're wanting to watch the Soul Music Awards that is about music released in 2020 You'll have to wait till 2021 And thus many shows use a number system As in the upcoming Soul Music Awards will be the 30th Soul Music Awards And so on But not every award show does this All of them names them slightly differently That's just the world that we live in. Also, no shows are perfect. Many of them have voting options. Many of them have been possibly rigged. None of them have officially been like, yes, we rigged this award ceremony. Of course we did. Nobody is saying that. We're not saying that. But it is a thing to be aware about be suspicious, I guess. None of these are very serious because there's a lot of award shows so it doesn't really matter. Most people just watch them for the performances. So before we begin, let us explain some words. Two words in particular. JR, can you explain Korean words that you will definitely hear about while watching an award ceremony? and might not understand if you're a filthy foreigner like we are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, so the two words in particular that I will talk about right now are daesang and bonsang. Now, the daesang literally translates to grand award or the big award, whatever you want to call it, and this is the main event of the night it's the song of the year it's the group or artist of the year it's the album of the year these are the big awards that people are looking forward to and if you've been watching any of these shows in the past few years you'll know that it tends to go to only one group in particular and Mm. of course that does change as popularity changes but right now for the past like four years it's been the same people with some odd ones out, I'll give it that. Taking in all the awards. So, in the end, the song is quite literally the grand award and it usually comes at the end of these award shows. Now, the song is the main award, which <laughs> Onyx here, I think wrote that it's a participation trophy. Was that you, Onyx?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was me. This whole thing is me. Okay. <laughs>
2: yes, it's I kind that. of yeah, I can see where you're coming from in saying that It's not truly a participation award, but places like Mama, I know, I think it was, it was either 2017 or 2019, people had an issue with how many awards they were giving out. And that's where you can kind of see the participation trophy (laughs) explanation coming into it. Um, But these are really the quote unquote best ofs, the best male dance performance, the the best girl group music video, that type of thing. Mm. So yes, those are the two words you should look out for.
0: So the first awards we're going to be talking about are the Golden Disc Awards, which I kind of liked this award show because they have an official website in English, Korean, and Chinese. Damn. So that makes it so much more helpful. So <laughs> much about Korean basically businesses and information is put together so terribly. Like, especially the history section. So this is actually probably the best. I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here and say this is probably the best website, like company or anything to do with entertainment in Korea that I have seen so far. And I'm saying that it's better off the script. It's better than SM. It's better than Lottie. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They even give you a little map on where the office is. Like, and it's, and it's through... Kaka Maps so like it's good like they know what these people came to the table to play so what is it it's known for being an established award show that claims to be the one preferred by artists and fans it gives awards by adding up digital streaming numbers and album sales it's run through jtbc and that's also where it's shown however it does have an official youtube channel Let's talk about the types of awards it gives out. So, first of all, for the digital song division, they give out a digital song of the year award, and most promotions can qualify as long as they did well. This includes albums, singles, etc. Also, if there was more than one release by a group in a year, then they'll go with the one that did better. Kind of like if your teacher has you take two tests then whichever one you do better on will be your grade. So it does benefit the artist, honestly. The only exceptions are soundtracks and project songs made in TV programs. Also, intros, outros, and alternative versions of the same song, such as remixes, aren't counted. Here's the breakdown of how they add up the numbers. This part really interested me. 60% is based off of sales. So how well did it sell... How well did it stream? That sort of thing. But 40% is expert opinion of 50 industry officials. And these experts can include major distribution officials, reporters, critics, music program producers, etc. So basically, these guys have been watching throughout the whole year and made notes on what stood out to them. They look primarily at sales, but they also consider if the track or the group made an impact on the industry so if you're going to be rookie of the year you have to stand out you can't just be oh i'm from a big three company you have to actually bring something to the table and when i was going through looking at winners and like remembering okay this group debuted this year Not always did they give it to the group that came out of the biggest company. Some of them did not even show up in these awards for a couple of years. Kind of interesting. Also, the album division has the same criteria. And just like with the digital song division, the album division has the same criteria for what's accepted. And then there's also something called special awards. But the criteria for this is very vague. To quote them, they said, nominated to those who have excelled in leading the trend of any genre of music industry. Separate evaluation criteria may apply. (laughs) So when I was making that joke about participation trophies earlier that poor JR had to read, (laughs) this is what it meant. If you're making rules, you should not leave it vague. Like if you're leaving it vague, you're doing it on purpose because you're not sure what situation could come up. And you're not sure what you want to think is qualifying for it so yeah this one it's like if you get it it's probably not what you expect it to be and the next one is rookie artist of the year so it's for people who debuted during the time period being considered usually it's like October of one year to October of the next year that sort of thing and it kind of held to the same requirements as the Digital Song and Album of the Year awards as they have to have done something impactful. So it's not random. So if you get Rookie Arts of the Year, it shows that you really came with good potential. And then the last award is Popular Votes Award. So this is won by whoever gets the most fan votes. Pretty simple. Now that you have a bit of an understanding of what it is, Let's go into the history of it. So, it is the oldest award show out of the three we're talking about today, as it started in 1986. In other words, it began before K-pop as we know it today, which says a lot. It's also probably one of the most organized websites in K-pop with its history of winners page, in my opinion. I love how it goes all the way back to the beginning. Nobody does that on Korean websites, so I have so much respect for them. However, if you want to look at the winners page, it's all in Korean. So I hope you can read it. Real quick, I want to talk about some notable winners. So in 1986, during their first award show, Cho Yong pil he cleaned up. He won the day song, popular artist, and was one of the winners of the main prize. Basically, while I was going through the page for this, Cho Young-Pil, pretty much any time he released an album, he got an award. He's the legendary singer other singers brag about that they want to be like when they get older. Very famous. But basically, he shows up and you have to give an award. Like, Korea scrambles when he comes into the room. He just, he gets awards. He owns Korea, kind of. Ever since I got that one album from him and I started listening to it, I get the hype. I get it. Then in 1992, Hyun jin young won for his second album which he could have ended k-pop with that album he won for the skc popular singer award in that same year sote g and boys won one of their main prizes and together they led to 1996 h.o.t won with candy for the skc rookie of the year award in 2001 god won the grand prize for Gil which means Road. In 2006, TVXQ won the grand prize and a main prize for O. Super Junior won one of the Zippel Rookie of the Year awards for Twins, which was their debut track. 2007 was Big Bang's first win. That was also the first year for Wonder Girls, and Super Junior also won something. In 2010, Girls' Generation won the grand prize for O, and this one's a pretty big deal because it was the first time since 2004 that a female artist had won it. The last winner was Lee Soe young who, t- she owned 2004, so I get it. But the other reason was that TVXQ and SG Wannabe were playing catch together from 2005 to 2009. Like, there was, like, one interruption, but... It was mainly them passing the award back and forth every year, which is kind of hilarious because I don't, I have not seen that with any other time.
2: That And they're two different, they're such different groups.
0: Yeah, they're well. They, they both started off as more being ballady, but SG want to be stuck to it, whereas Don Bon key went more pop as time mm-hmm. went on. Right, right. Well, I think, I think people also forget that TVXQ started, like, they were known for being like an acapella group. That was their main selling point. What? Have you ever, have I've you not heard, heard their- never heard that
2: in my life.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, I, I need to show you videos. Gonna, they, yeah, their, their harmonization was so good. 2011 slash 2012 was when they started having it as a two-day event because- Over the years, they added more and more prizes because, of course, the industry grew and there were so many different... Basically, there had to be a need for a new category. And also, up until 2012, they were only hosted in Korea. But then in 2012, they started to be hosted in places like Japan. And in 2013, SAI's Gangnam Style won the grand prize on the second day. And in 2014, he won the grand prize for gentlemen. So two years in a row. Good for him. But also, I was very proud of this, and I think men will agree. Cran Pop won the New Song Award for Bar Bar Bar. I didn't know they ever won an award for that. So I was very proud of them. And then armies will know that that is also when BTS won the Rookie Award. The Record Rookie Award. And kind of crazy, but in 2016, that was the first time Big Bang won the Grand Award. And they won it for Loser. So remember how long ago Big Bang debuted and they just got the Grand Award in 2016. So if you look at that history page of winners, there's a lot of people who you will be surprised either never won a prize or never won the grand prize, even if you're thinking, but wasn't this a big deal song? That's why it's so... That's why it's kind of weird for me to see. So, to wrap up about the Golden Discords, if you're wanting to learn about popular K-pop music that's really beloved, this award show lines up pretty well, in my opinion, with a lot of these songs I was looking for. It's like, ah, I remember that being a big deal. And there were some that I was very surprised won awards, some I disagreed with. But those were few and far between. So now let's throw it over to Min. Let's talk about the Soul Music Awards. The middle child of the award
1: shows we're talking about here Soul Music Awards, also known as High One Soul Music Awards. I'm not sure how long ago they started using the high one at the start. They at least did it last year, but I will forever just call them the Seoul Music Awards. And the show is a yearly award ceremony usually held in January. And the award show mainly focuses on the Hallyu wave and pop music. Not all areas of Korean music is a part of this award show. They're very clear about only Hallyu and pop. But, the very first Soul Music Awards show was held all the way back in 1990 Which isn't really that long ago, but in the pop world that is ancient And the upcoming show for 2020 will be their 30th installment of the Soul Music Awards As I said earlier, this is one of the shows that has a bit of a weird dating, so if you google Soul Music Awards 2020. Hoping to look for the upcoming award shows, you will only find the one for 2019. You have to search for Soul the 30th Soul Music Awards to find anything out about the upcoming one. As I just said, the award show usually happens in January and another negative about award shows that happened that early in the year, other than the year and numbering situation sometimes being a bit odd is also that a lot of songs released earlier in the year of the year that is being judged usually gets forgotten. Like, if a song is released in February, March around that time, if a song is released around February and March, they're usually not often included in award shows unless it's, like, A really big group that only released that one song this year. This is not a trend that everybody follows but a lot of bigger groups tend to have more releases towards the end of the year to try to rake up awards for the end of the year awards because songs be fresh. But that is just a conspiracy theory, nobody is saying that that is how the system works. So what can you win? at the Soul Music Awards. Well, they basically give out the Muse Trophy. It kind of looks like a G-clef. I just mentioned that this show is all about pop music and recent music, but back in the 1990s, the pop scene wasn't what it is now. So basically for the very first Soul Music Awards, the main genres that the show was giving awards for were ballads and trot. Because ballads and trot is a huge thing in Korean music. It still is, though just not to the K-pop fandom, but like, it's still really big. <laughs> so the very, very first person to ever win the Daesang was Pyon Yin Soap. He was the very first person to win the grand prize at the Seoul Music Awards. And he won it for his very third album, which is roughly Google translated, into Farewell, or a breakup. But the title track is also called the same thing as the album. It's a very pretty song and you should definitely go listen to it, even though it is close to 30 years old. It's still very good. And also, if you are unfamiliar to who Bjorn Sub is, As I was researching, because I was also painfully unaware of who this dude is, he is basically known as one of the kings of ballads in South Korea and has so far released 12 albums and he is still making drama OSTs to this day. This dude is also legit. Like... pill dude, whom's name I forget. cho Cho Young Pill? Cho-Yong Pill?
0: hmm Yeah. Show Young Pill.
1: Yeah. yeah. They're both very, very legit in the drama scene, okay? At the first Soul Music Awards, they gave out one main award that we just talked about, and also six bonsangs and one new artist award, as well as production awards like Best Lyricist and Best Composition. This has changed... A lot since the dawn of the Soul Music Awards. Because today, all of the production awards have been discontinued, as well as some other short lived awards, such as the Show and Culture Awards. And another big thing that has changed is that they now give out two day songs. This started with the 29th Soul Music Awards, so it is a really recent change. So the two main prizes they have now is the Album Grand Award, which is based on physical album sales, and the Digital Grand Award, which is based on digital sales. They also give out a total of 12 songs, which they have been doing this since the 21st Soul Music Awards. So they have gradually throughout the years been adding more and more. It's not like, we suddenly now have 12. Though it's just, it has been gradual, so there might be more in the future. They also give out three new artist awards, eight genre awards, and a couple of special awards like the popularity award and the K-Wave special awards. As I said, the number of awards do vary quite a bit from year to year, but it is a lot, and there's also very many good performances. So if you have the opportunity to watch it live or stream it, or just watch clips from it afterwards. It's usually worth the watch, honestly, and it will be fun to see what they do. And it will also be fun to see what new awards they make in the following years, because as the music scene changes, the awards they give out change too. So let us jump over to the baby of the group.
2: The final award show that we are going to be talking about is MAMA, and MAMA is the K-pop award show and I've seen them call themselves the Asian Grammys, or at least that they're trying to become the Asian Grammys. I've seen other people try to call them that, but to me that feels like a stretch, um, considering it really only looks at K-pop, and Grammys are kind of a very vast array of genres and categories, so I don't know why they want that title so badly when they only focus on K-pop, but that's my opinion on that. I don't know. So the acronym stands for the Mnet Asian Music Awards, but that was not always the case. We'll get to that in a moment, though. For now, I'll just tell you a little bit about the show itself. The show is run by Mnet, who is owned by CJ e which is a major company that has many eggs in various baskets like TV, music and movies and various other things. And like the Seoul Music Awards, MAMA is mainly focused on K-pop, although during various points of their run, they did have categories for things like Best International Artist, which Ricky Martin was the first one to win that. I thought that was hilarious. They had an award for Trot, which we mentioned a little bit ago. It's a genre that is specific to Korea, and you should check it out. Trot is great. Indie music and various other categories that don't really fall under the theme of Hallyu. But yeah, that's unfortunate that they got rid of those. Categories because it's always fun to see things outside of the K-pop bubble. So voting for awards is split between experts, both foreign and Korean, online voting, music sales, and music video views where applicable, and that's how they decide for uh, various awards. So the format of the four-plus-hour show, and yes, it is over four hours long. It's fairly simple. There's a red carpet type event, an actor host. Although it's not always an actor, Tiger JK actually hosted one year, which I thought was cool. They MC throughout the show and it starts and in between performances by the attending K-pop groups and artists. Awards known as Bong Songs are given out, which all builds up to the day songs, which include Song of the Year, Artist of the Year. Album of the Year, and two years ago they added a fourth one which is Worldwide Icon of the Year. The show started out as being exclusively held in South Korea, specifically Seoul, but in 2010 it left and it did not come back to the capital city until 2018, and then again this year it will be held in Seoul due to COVID 19. Recently, that being three years ago, the show actually spread across multiple days and countries with 2017 having it in Vietnam, Japan, and China, hosting the show within the span of a week. This year will be quite different than what we've seen before because of the pandemic and the precautions that have to be taken in order for everyone to be safe. The MAMA website describes this year's show as a gate to Newtopia, in which there will be contactless contact between the idols and fans. They say, and I directly quote, MAMA intends to open a new world of new normal era through power of music. And it just feels... Very dystopian. But we kind of are living in a dystopia, so I can't I can't say too much about that. They're not wrong. Either way, though, I think it's cool that these places are still being innovative and trying to bring some sort of normalcy back into our lives by still holding this event because a lot of people enjoy watching it. So, like I mentioned before, it was not always MAMA. The show was originally the Mnet Video Music Awards, or Video Music Daesang, specifically for music videos and would not be known by the current name until 2009. They modeled themselves after the MTV Video Music Awards, and the two main prizes for that show were Daesangs that went to videos and not the artists' albums and songs like they do now. The next year, in 2000, it was renamed to Mnet Music Video Festival, which stayed as the name for a couple of years before changing two more times until settling on what we know it as today. Now, I wanted to talk about some controversies that have arisen in the past, well, two decades since it's been going around.
1: Mama does have the reputation of being the most controversial music award shows in Korea, Mm -hmm. so...
2: And I mm. wanted to highlight that, so <laughs> here we go. So Shinwaz Ivan Wu and Shin Hee Sung both left quite literally hours before the show started in 2007 because, as Lee stated, he did not trust the show to properly pick the winners, and I mean, he essentially thought it was rigged. So he up and left before his performance, which is incredible in my opinion. That, like, I, I've I've never heard of something like that happening until I read that.
0: That's, a, that's very on-brand for Shinhua. That's, <laughs> I that's mean, them.
2: Yeah, I'm impressed. Like, if you ha- feel that strongly about it, I'm, I'm glad he didn't go through with it.
0: Also, at that point, he would, they were out of SM, mm-hmm. so they also might have felt more comfortable with, what are you going to do about it, sort yeah. of attitude.
2: And we'll see more about SM in a second, because they, they have done some stuff. A couple of years later, all of SM boycotted the 2009 show because, again, they could not trust Mama to fairly decide on the winners. In the source that I'm going off of, Girls Generation's G had been on the charts for nine weeks straight and never won first place on M Countdown, along with the album that G came off of not entering their charts until a month after its release, which is quite sketchy. SM went so far as to request their artists be taken off of the polling, for that year's show and they did not go back to mama until 2011 but they weren't even the first company to boycott that year another one in wu production home of two very famous trot singers also boycotted for similar reasons so do we see a pattern here i hope so because <laughs> Another notable controversy happened during the 2016 show where a special performance by SNSD's Taeyeon and Wiz Khalifa was supposed to take place in which she sang Charlie Puth's part of the song See You Again, which, if you guys remember, that song was huge that year. And I did not mention this prior, but many big-name Western artists have made appearances over the years, including Stevie Wonder and John Legend. Wiz ended up performing alone much to everyone's shock, and then posted on Twitter saying that Tayon decided to not join him just minutes before they were meant to go on. There was quite a bit of back and forth, both with Wiz Khalifa on Twitter. Tayon put some stuff, I think, either on Twitter or Instagram. I can't remember exactly. But she was like, I didn't do anything. This isn't my fault. And it was soon discovered that there was a miscommunication, as can happen when you're dealing with two different languages. And... There was an issue with the music the day before the show, and the new music was not approved by SM, so they would not let her go on stage. Which is something that you don't really think of as if you're coming from, like, a Western background. Because if SM tells her she can't go on, she can't go on. Which I'm sure is a very foreign concept to Wiz Khalifa.
0: You would have thought, though, that with this being such a huge performance, that they would have, like, fast-tracked approval for it. I know. Like they would have made yeah. this, like, the main thing, like, no, we want to make sure, because mm-hmm. this is her performing with, you know, Wizkly, if it was such a big song. Yeah. You would have thought that they would have been like, we don't care about anything else but mm-hmm. this. Let's get this in order.
2: Yeah. It seems like, in the end, they were able to resolve the issue between the two of them, although, of course, that didn't happen publicly, I'm not sure, but it sounded like both sides figured out that, there was a miscommunication and that neither of them were trying to get away from the other one, if that makes sense. Fast forward to the next year, prior to the 2017 show, illegal voting was discovered and Mnet stated that they would be taking appropriate action in order to nullify the votes and make sure it did not happen again. Although I have seen people say that even if votes are legitimate, they will get deleted. Is that true? I don't know, but they of it let's say (laughs) and all that leads to the fact that YG artists don't even go to mama anymore and that is possibly maybe likely who knows actually because of a stage that G-Dragon had in 2014 where he straight-up dissed them in his performance it was incredible Uh, what's the name of it I cannot remember off the top of my head what the stage is called but if you put 2014 G-Dragon mama performance in YouTube it'll come up for sure Now what I'm going to say, following is speculation and things that have been compiled by fans as to why they do not participate anymore, but people think Mnet did not like that stage. So the next year in 2015, YG allegedly or apparently did not receive an invitation for Big Bang to perform, which is kind of crazy if you think about it because that is the year they released their Maid series and it garnered a lot of interest. So that definitely, not definitely, I'm sure it took some sort of toll on Mama. The fact that they did not have Big Bang perform that year. Also following this, YG started to welcome in producers and other staff that had left Mnet and had even taken people after their contracts had expired with them and they brought them into the YG family. And (laughs) that seems to have even further made the bad blood between them worse. So I'm wondering, have you guys noticed that BLACKPINK has never won a day song from them and has only won four Bonsangs? This is probably why. They also do not attend, like I said before. So that has added fuel for people who think that MAMA has a no attendance, no award policy. And if you don't show up, you don't get the award. They have been nominated. They have been nominated, I will say that, but they have never won. Now, I wanted to mention some notable awards, and that being in 1999, the first year that the show existed, the awards went to H.O.T. for both Best Music Video and Best Group. Um Am Jung-Hwa for Best Female Artist and Lee Seung-Hwan for Best Male Artist and Most Popular Artist. Fast forward to 2006 and TVXQ won the first ever artist of the year as we know it because they did not have that specific song until 2006. For a long time, Big Bang held the record for the most songs at five awards up until EXO took over them at six awards and right now BTS has the most songs coming in at nine awards. Just a quick reminder as we're coming to the end of this section. This year's voting has already started actually on October 28th and the actual show will air online on December 6th. By the time this episode's up, on the 15th of November I believe it is, I don't know if voting will still be open, but if it is, now you know and you can go vote for your faves.
0: Now let's talk about some other shows to have on your watch list this year. So on November 25th will be the Asia Artist Awards with performances by Mamamoo, NCT 127, ITZY, Stray Kids, One Us, and more. Then on December 2nd through December 5th will be the Mellon Music Awards. It's their first MMA week and it will be an online-based show happening on their official YouTube channel and on the Mellon app. So far, they've only announced a performance by BTS. Then on December 6th, we'll see the 2020 MAMA, and it's important to note that voting for it ends December 5th. So if you wanna vote for it, you need to get your vote in by then. And the only performance they've announced is BTS. However, it is possible we will see a one-on-one reunion performance. So if you're a big fan of that, let's cross our fingers that it happens. Then on December 12th is gonna be the third The Fact Music Awards, which will be held online. We should be seeing performances by BTS, Super Junior, Monster X, Seventeen, Jesse, and more. Now those are the only award shows that we have confirmed dates for. However, I'm going to list some other award shows that maybe you might be interested in watching. So one that we have absolutely no idea when it will be is the third Genie Music Awards. No announcement about that has happened as of the time of this recording. But in January, we should be seeing the 10th Gallon Chart Music Awards, 35th Golden Disc Awards, and the 30th Seoul Music Awards. And finally, in February, we should be seeing the 18th Korean Music Awards. So, if you're a big fan of these award shows, those are the dates to keep in mind. Now, let's go to the song of the day. Today... November 15th, all the way
1: back in 2005, Sweet Sorrow released their debut album, also titled Sweet Sorrow with the title track, Sweet Sorrow and also if you want to fill your artsy artsy cravings November 15th, 2013, TLP released the solo single, Doomdata which is a trip through art history which nobody expected, but it is there, it exists and it will make you feel emotions. What emotions? Who knows? But you will feel something, because I don't think a single person have watched that music video without having some sort of emotion that is either very confused, a bit scared or concerned. But it is a very interesting music video of which you should go watch. So let us just jump over to the answer to last
0: week's trivia question, shall we? So, last time I asked you, who was the first idol to receive the Hallyu Star Award from the Korean Drama Awards? And Min, your guess was Psy, and JR, your guess was FT Island or CN Blue. I would like for you to know that you were both wrong. <laughs> what? Not surprising. <laughs> no. What? Yes. Hang on. <laughs> Let me... I I'm to sorry. have the ink color. <laughs> I had to change the ink color. I can't find I thought I you I said make it was it early.
2: It was like 2010. I, no, I put that in my head. I put that in my head. That was my my problem. Yeah, I
0: didn't say that. that you was didn't you. say
2: anything. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> so, the as you could tell by JR's <laughs> reaction in 2015, channel of XO1 for XO Next Door, which was a web series about basically XO. Well, certain members of EXO living next door to a girl. And the people who were living next door to her, this girl were Chanho, who was the main character, Dio, Bae-kyung, and Sehun. I marathoned this show. It's good. <laughs> it's like, it's got cringe, very poorly written stuff, but it's also fun. Like, one of the best parts... This is not a spoiler for plotting or anything was when Dio was closing the curtains on the main character and he was smiling and he was like yes. waving at her
2: so cuz she funny. was
0: trying to creep on them. I've never seen Dio smile so much <laughs> as this series. So, I highly recommend you watch it. In my opinion, there's a very good reason why he won this award. So, typically the How you Star Award has gone to stereotypical actors, but this was the first time an idol won for it. And the fact that it was for an idol centric show is also equally impressive Exo next door (laughs) great series there's a reason why it won an award i i really do want to go back through it like I, i liked it we've done a lot this episode jr take it away
2: thank you for listening if you enjoyed the episode then please make sure to rate subscribe follow and tell your friends about us If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter, at K-Pop or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on November 29th, 2020. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong.